0: This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with the hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show this evening. Uh, I'm flying solo tonight. Tony was practicing for his. Big uh, showdown with the Malachi brothers, and it didn't go as well as planned, so he's unavailable to join us this evening. Uh, We would have talked about some political stuff, uh, and Tony would have laughed at me without end uh, for what I'm going to talk about, which is uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Or, or I'm sorry, um, the team wearing black and gold based out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but in no way, shape, or form, resembling anything that could be agreed upon as a football team. Um, so, why do I say that? I mean, I, I've Tony's given me a hard time. When they were 11 and 0, he gave me a hard time because I didn't feel comfortable that they were a, a strong 11 and 0. Uh, since then, they've lost three straight games and they've looked effectively pathetic in each of those three contests to lose those three games. Um, each of those three games, the only one of those games was against Buffalo, and Buffalo's a decent team. Uh, they're ten and four, and they're decent. Uh, Cincinnati, until last night, Pittsburgh hadn't lost a game to Cincinnati in eleven tries, uh, eleven consecutive victories against Cincinnati. Um, against Washington. That's the NFC East. Uh, they barely beat the other three teams in the NFC East, but uh, they lost to Washington uh, with Alex Smith under, the, under center. So let me talk about why uh, I'm concerned. Uh, I, other teams have not done well towards the end of the season and still won the Super Bowl. So it has happened, uh, but I don't think it's happened this poorly Uh, anywhere I've can remember in recent memory for any team. I mean, there there might be stat nerds out there who can tell me differently, but my concerns are this. Uh, I believe they've been poorly coached. I believe they've been poorly uh, executing plays. Uh, There there doesn't seem to be a sense of urgency. And, And I think it's, it's indicative of one play. If I can pick one play in those three games that I think shows exactly what I'm trying to talk about, it would be the opening kickoff against the Bills on um, the previous game. Kickoff. Ray Ray McLeod, their return man, is six yards deep in the end zone. Now, if you know anything about a kickoff, uh, changes a couple years ago. If you take a touchback in the end zone, you get the ball at the 25 yard line. So if you don't do anything, you're six yards in the end zone. You let it go out of bounds, 25. You take a knee, 25. You're six yards deep. Now, the end zone's only 10 yards deep. So you're four yards. You're 12 feet from the back of the end zone. And he took off. On the opening kickoff, it wasn't like we need to run it back because we got three seconds and this is our only shot. This was the opening kickoff. So my question would be, who coached that young man? Because if you're coaching that young man, you're six yards deep. Now, he got to the 10-yard line. So he got 16 yards, but only 10 of it actually counted. So he effectively gave up 15 yards of field position. Now, if you're a casual fan, you think it's all about either you played Madden, you just go for it on fourth down all the time because it's about scoring touchdowns and that's it. Well, in the real world, it's about field position. So. If you can pin somebody deep, that's almost as good in certain circumstances as as uh, going a field goal, or not as much as a touchdown, but it, it it makes their play calling a lot more limited. So you put us, you put your team on the ten yard line when they could have been on the twenty five. If you just take a knee, that's coaching. That's somebody saying, if you're five or ten yards, dear six yards deep in the end zone. Take a knee. This is, you don't have to get it all back on one play. We haven't even started the game. That's indicative. Can you name another team where the entire team has the yips? If you're not familiar with the yips, it's basically when you can't catch a ball. You, you hear it more in golf or baseball, but this team can't catch. Now, I don't know what happened between earlier in the season when they caught everything and later on when they can't catch anything. I'd say they can't catch a cold, but some of them were in the COVID protocol. What concerns me is it's the entire team. So is that the receivers? Is that the receivers coach? Is that the quarterback or the quarterback coach? Or all four? Ben has taken some responsibility. Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback. He's taken some responsibility. And in the first two games, he didn't look awful. He had some missed timed throws. And you could say, well, that is that misread on the quarterback or is that misread on the receiver combination of both they weren't in the right position but if you've watched this season ben has had a fair number of balls batted at the line now if you're doing that that tells me you haven't scouted the opposing team because you know that they've got a 6 foot 9 guy who can put his arm up so if you're going to throw a a shallow pass slant left right you have to understand The defender is there, and they can block this pass. And what's happened is he's getting a fair number of passes blocked and intercepted, okay? So this is happening. So he's got turnovers. We're not even talking about the game against Cincinnati. This is just the previous two games. And even going back to the Baltimore game three, four games ago, they didn't look awesome. But you can chalk that up to frequent changes in that time frame when that game was supposed to be played. What you're seeing now is 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 concerning on a lot of levels. So we'll come back to the passing game after a second. What happened to the running game? Because there is no running game. They they're trying to make up for running or lack of running with short passes. Well, guess what happens? You end up with eight guys dropping back in coverage, knowing they don't have to defend against the run. When you become one-dimensional, you become easier to predict, and you get more turnovers. You get more broken passes. You get more three and outs. That's the problem for the Steelers. They are three and out all the time, and that's making it difficult, extremely difficult to make any kind of progress down the field. So if you have no running game, and you've you've probably heard this in the past, the running game sets up the passing game. And once there's no running game, it's Really hard to have a passing game. So all phases of the game start to break apart. What you've done then is now Ben has to be super accurate. The receivers can't drop passes because they can't move the offense in any other way, shape, or form. They're stuck. Now what do we do? How do we get the ball down the field? Well, in reality, they aren't. Uh their scoring has gone down tremendously. So some people said, well, maybe that's because the line isn't um, They've had people out for COVID protocol, and maybe they're just not consistently lined up uh, to, to form the running, running game. Maybe that's true. James Conner's been out a little bit. He's got an injury now. Who knows how long that's going to be. When, when you're running back has a, a leg injury, that seems to be a lingering thing. and It doesn't go away quickly, so who knows what that's going to look like. But now you've become a one-dimensional team, and you have to be precise. If you watched the first half of last night's game, I believe the Steelers had eight total yards in the first half. Uh, Ben ended up with, I believe, two, two turnovers. One was a fumble and one was an interception. And the interception, I don't know, was it the reincarnation of Neil O'Donnell? Because he threw it right to the defender. There wasn't a Steeler anywhere near... He should have been called for intentional grounding because there was not a stealer in the vicinity. I don't know where he was throwing it. I don't know what he was thinking. Some of the question, is he making the right reads? Is he hurt? I saw him bail out on a pass. I've never seen Ben regularly bail out. And if you know what I'm talking about, uh, it was late in the third quarter. He's trying to get the ball off because he's got no line protection, apparently. And he turns to his left and ditches the ball as quickly as possible over the head of the receiver, out of bounds, three and out, we're gone. It's almost like he was scared to get hit or afraid to get hit or uncomfortable getting hit. And let's be honest, he's been hit a number of times. So that's not totally surprising. But the surprising portion is, if he's that damaged psychologically or physically, then should he be out there? He's not completing deep passes, and the receivers are not getting open. Now, remember what I said. When you don't have to respect the running game, you can drop back eight guys in in passing coverage. You can play a dime defense the entire game. You never have to go to a nickel because you don't have to cover the the running back or very very infrequently. Um, Benny Snell had a decent night last night for him, um, but it really wasn't it wasn't awesome. Um, they didn't they didn't grind it out. Uh, they played from behind most of the time and never really got into a groove. A little bit in the second half, but that only made sense because the first half was abysmal. So if you can't run, and you can't catch, and your passes are all over the place, you can't win. So the Steelers are eleven and three. They lost three straight. They were eleven and zero. Three straight losses, two of which should have been victories. Uh, the Bills are a good team, as I said. So that's that's you can chalk it up to okay, it was a decent team. The other two they should not have lost to and and did. And uh, my concern at this point is, are they good enough? Well, they're already called for the playoffs. So they're going to be in. The worst they can do is a seventh seed. I don't even know if they can get seventh, maybe sixth. But they have a very good shot of losing the division, which makes them no home games. Again, I don't know if that makes a difference. It might or might not. Uh, But the indictment comes down to the players, the general manager, And the coaching, I mean, it's every, it's all facets. We've got special teams. Again, Ray Ray McLeod should not be pulling out a, uh, kick return or punt, uh, kickoff return from the six yard, six six yards deep in the end zone. That should not be happening. You're giving up yardage, which then makes when you punt, because guess what? Three and outs, you're punting. You're not helping your defense. Your defense is only so good. Okay. You've lost Bud Dupree. You've lost, um, uh, Gentleman from Michigan, I can't remember his name now. Uh, Devin Bush. You've lost some some support back there and you're you're plugging in players who are doing okay, but JJ Watt, or I'm sorry, TJ Watt, is not doing what you want because he has nobody on the other side to take a pressure off of him. So it becomes a very challenging defensive scheme when they can key on Watt to keep him from getting disrupting the quarterback. You've seen the sacks go down. You've seen the turnovers go down on the defense. So that's a problem. You've seen the offense can't seem to do anything. They they are pathetic. Uh, they they look like... Uh, I mean, the Jets look more productive on offense than, than the Steelers do right now, and that's not a good sign. Uh, so they're going to make the playoffs, but the reality is they don't look like they could win a game. I mean, if you can't beat the bad teams who aren't going to make the playoffs... What makes you think you're going to beat the good teams who do now? I know the playoffs have been expanded this year a little bit, and I think it was a pipe dream to think that the Steelers were going to have the number one seed going into the playoffs and getting the first round uh, bye week. But they they don't look like they're better than Cleveland, who they play at the end of the season, and they play Indianapolis next week. I think those are both both games, they will probably lose unless something dramatically changes. I don't see, I see them going in at 11 and five losing the division and being a wild card, uh, six or seventh place, depending on how things, uh, work out, but they are not a good team right now. And Tony would say, well, you know, they're, they're probably okay. You're just giving them a hard time. No, the coaching has not been sufficient to overcome it. The GM has not brought in talent. If, your best running back is james conner which is questionable uh, i think he's okay but he's not awesome he's not building your franchise around and your next backup is is a rookie and a second year player and that's all you got that's the best you can offer i'm i'm not sure i'm understanding this and are we supposed to believe that this is the best we've got you know i i'm not i'm not convinced so i think you know, the Steelers are a mess. And you can keep talking about platitudes. Uh, it reminds me of the, I think it was the 85 or 86 Jets who were 11-0 and and collapsed to 11-5. It didn't make the playoffs with Mark Gastineau. Uh, that's what I feel like is happening. This team is collapsing around you. And only in, in hindsight will you see all the things that they did poorly to get to this point. I don't know what's going to happen, um, they're going to make the playoffs, but it's it's not going to be in a strong position. Uh, they they can battle their way through and see what happens. They they've won a Super Bowl as a wild card team before, but this doesn't seem to have the same makeup. the The team doesn't seem to have a sense of urgency to fix it. They just seem to have the sense of urgency to continue to do nothing. Uh, you can see the resignation on the defense every time they have to go back out after you know a minute of of rest to go right back out and it it wears on you. So I can understand and feel for them. I do not understand what's going to happen. I, I have been critical of Mike Tomlin. I have not thought he was a good coach. I think he's a player's coach and I don't think that's necessarily always a good thing. I think he lets people slide on conditioning. Um, I, I'm not convinced that he is a disciplinarian the way he should be in certain circumstances. And I, I guess I'm kind of under the bill Parcells belief that, you treat different players differently. Um, but you still have to discipline. You still can't just accept that they're going to be whatever you think they are. Uh, you can't just let them go be themselves. You, you do have to coach them, especially in football. Maybe there's other sports where you don't have to coach as much, but in football, you definitely have to coach. Um, so I, I'm concerned that this is not getting turned around. Now, let's flip it a little bit. Um, talk about Michigan, my other team. They stink (laughs) that's that's the long and the short of it they stink and I have friends who have uh razzed me because they're Penn State fans and Penn State was 0-5 and and still has a better record at the end of the season than Michigan rightly so uh I will contend I don't think Michigan or uh, Penn State beat anybody good but they have more victories uh than Michigan Michigan didn't beat anybody good they only won two games and they didn't beat good teams so you know I think the Big Ten Outside of Ohio State in a surprise, Indiana, maybe Northwestern, not much there. There isn't a whole lot to look at. Um, So I don't know where that goes. Lastly, let's talk about um, the pride of the Southland, Tennessee. Uh, Apparently under investigation for paying players. And if you've watched Tennessee play this year, you're trying to figure out they paid because, frankly, there's nobody on that team I would pay. Um, I'd be questioning whether any of them should have a scholarship. But uh, pay them? No, I, I can't imagine why that would be. And, and on its surface, it seems ludicrous, but Jeremy Pruitt may be desperate. Maybe he's trying to pay players to come here. I I, I don't know. Uh, both of those, both Michigan and Tennessee have fallen on hard times and they are not top-tier programs. Um, they're not even top-tier in their divisions, let alone, uh, the country. So it's, they're not, they might be lucky if they're B programs at this point, uh, we're using the basketball metaphor, one double a, or, you know, mid majors, things like that. That might be a stretch for both of those teams. They have fallen on hard times and and I I don't know what the solution is. I, basically it's since Lloyd Carr left Michigan, they have not been awesome. Um, Tennessee is the same thing. Fulmer um, left, and uh, they're not good. <laughs> that's, the, that's the long and the short of it. They're just, neither team is really good. And, you know, I graduated from Tennessee. I've been a fan of Michigan since I was a kid. I'm not proud of either program right now. I'm, I'm very disappointed in both programs. Um, and I don't I don't know how it gets better. You know, and I think that's the problem. All three football teams that I would root for are struggling at the moment. The Steelers have a better record than the other two combined even. But I'm not real thrilled with either one or any of the three. So that's my take on it. Tony would give me some grief and rightly so. Uh I can be the curmudgeon when it comes to my teams because I frankly believe that they can do better and I have I don't see that. Um you know and and just if if Ben's listening to this or Randy Fickner is listening to this stop the quick out. You don't run it well. You run it in a crowd and it doesn't work. And the reverse, same thing. Stop the reverse. It's so obvious what you're doing when you do it and you're 12 yards behind the line of scrimmage and then you get tackled for a loss. Stop. Okay. And James Conner, when you come back, run forward. If you pull the Franco Harris run sideline to sideline, you're no better than than Snell and uh, McFarland. You need to run forward. Hit the line, make a decision, and run forward, north and south. East to west, not going to cut it. You're, you're not hitting the hole. If you had a burst of speed, you'd already hit the hole. So stop trying to be something you're not and run forward. Okay? Ben, try to hit the team, the player, with the colors of your team. But look down at your jersey before you snap the ball and make sure you throw it to that colored jersey. Just a, just a thought. Maybe it will help. Maybe it won't. Um, and if you aren't sure, throw it out of bounds. I mean, you're good at that. You've done it enough times and you bail out on it. But you can't just triple coverage, not going to work. Not going to get the job done. Eric Ebron in triple coverage versus Chase Claypool by himself, bad read. Bad, bad read. I'm not a professional quarterback, never claimed to be. But if you look from the quarterback standpoint, there's three guys on one side and somebody standing by themselves and you're looking at your receiver. And I don't understand why. Um, you're, you've are you got enough experience and skill. You should be able to hit that open receiver uh, and you're not doing it. So we'll see what happens uh, in the last two games. But I'm not confident that you're going to be able to pull this nosedive out and Michigan get rid of Jim Harbaugh get rid of him he doesn't need to be there he's not helping the program he's given him six years time to cut bait and move on and Jeremy Pruitt you might be a nice guy you're not getting it done especially if you're paying players especially these players if this is the best you've got and you're paying them to be there which you're not allowed to do go just go somewhere else you shouldn't be there I don't know who you go to. Uh, Maybe you see if you can petition to be in the Mid-America Conference. I I don't know. But that's where you're at. That's where we're at. That's my rant about the Steelers, Wolverines, and volunteers. Um, Right now, none of them are pleasing me. Uh, If Tony was here, he'd give me grief. But, you know, all right. Thank you for joining me. I'm Chad. Good night. A Hannah tree production.